Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is September 26th and we will be reading paragraphs 2102 through 2109 today. And it is the Feast of Saints Cosmos and Damien. Some good saints of the first Eucharistic prayer. And we are um, on this chapter of the, uh, we're talking about the first commandment of the Decalogue, and we are going to go through, we've, uh, we're going to continue the section on Him Only Shall You Serve, specifically the section on promises and vows uh, today. So we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A vow is a deliberate and free promise made to God concerning a possible and better good, which must be fulfilled by reason of the virtue of religion. A vow is an act of devotion, in which the Christian dedicates himself to God, or promises him some good work. By fulfilling his vows, he renders to God what has been promised and consecrated to him. The Acts of the Apostles shows us St. Paul concerning, concerned to fulfill the vows he had made. The Church recognizes an exemplary value in the vows to practice the evangelical counsels. Mother Church rejoices that she has within herself many men and women who pursue, who pursue the Savior's self-emptying more closely and show it forth more clearly by undertaking poverty with the freedom of the children of God and renouncing their own will. They submit themselves to man for the sake of God, thus going beyond what is of precept in the matter of perfection, so as to conform themselves more fully to the obedient Christ. The Church can, in certain cases, and for proportionate reasons, dispense from vows and promises. The social duty of religion and the right to religious freedom. All men are bound to seek the truth, especially in what concerns God and His Church, and to embrace it and hold on to it as they come to know it. This duty derives from the very dignity of the human person. It does not contradict a sincere respect for different religions, which frequently reflect a ray of that truth which enlightens all men, nor the requirement of charity, which urges Christians to treat with love, prudence, and patience those who are in error or ignorance with regard to the faith. The duty of offering God genuine worship concerns man both individually and socially. This is the traditional Catholic teaching on the moral duty of individuals and societies toward the true, the true religion and the one Church of Christ. By constantly evangelizing men, the Church works toward enabling them to infuse the Christian spirit into the mentality and mores, laws, and structures of the communities in which they live. The social duty of Christians is to respect and awaken in each man the love of the true and the good. It requires them to make known the worship of the one true religion which subsists in the Catholic and Apostolic Church. Christians are called to be the light of the world. Thus, the Church shows forth the kingship of Christ over all creation, and in particular, over human societies. Nobody may be forced to act against his convictions, nor is anyone to be restrained from acting in accordance with his conscience in religious matters, in 
private or in public, alone or in association with others, within due limits. This right is based on the very nature of the human person, whose dignity enables him freely to ascend to the divine truth, which transcends the temporal order. For this reason, it continues to exist even in those who do not live up to their obligation of seeking the truth and adhering to it. If, because of the circumstances of a particular people, special civil recognition is given to one religious community and the constitutional organization of a state, the right of all citizens and religious communities to religious, free religious freedom must be recognized and respected as well. The right to religious liberty is neither a moral license to adhere to error, nor a supposed right to error, but rather a natural right of the human person to civil liberty, i.e. immunity, within just limits from external constraint in religious matters by political authorities. This natural right ought to be acknowledged in the jur juridical order of society in such a way that it constitutes a civil right. The right to religious liberty can of itself be neither unlimited nor limited only by a public order conceived in a positivist or naturalist manner. The due limits which are inherent in it must be determined for each social situation by political prudence according to the requirements of the common good and ratified by the civil authority in accordance with the with legal principles which are in conformity with the objective moral order. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.